Hey, what's cracking like an Alex? You already know who I am. Um, I want to congratulate the podcast called Talking Taker. Uh, congratulate all of you guys. You guys are on your 200th episode. Yeah, I guess you've been digging up uh, Undertaker matches and uh, critiquing them and having fun with them. Hey, well, that's pretty cool. You guys probably make it to 1,000, 2,000 as many matches as he's made. Uh, so I want to uh, shout out to you guys. That's pretty cool. I'm going to have to try to catch some of the episodes, man, because uh, if anybody, I know him probably better than most. And uh, it was an honor for him to, uh, you know, an honor for me to hear him say something about me in the Hall of Fame speech, man. Even though bad influence, come on, man. Bad influence? Drink much whiskey we did and everything else, but bad influence? Nah, I was a good influence on him. And on that story on the pants, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm going to let you guys in on a little dirt. Um, Taker's got his own podcast. Um, it's just like Stone Cold. It's on Spotify, Peacock, whatever networks and platforms Stone Cold is on. His is on. Um, he's done a few episodes already. They're in a can. I don't know when they're going to release them. But when they do, on the second episode. And we talk about uh, the rumor of whether or not Undertaker borrowed the pair of my pants to wrestle in Survivor Series. Now, I've been telling people for years, those were not my pants. I had pants similar to those. We wore the same size pants, but those were not my pants. And uh, we're going to talk about it on the uh, podcast. So I'm going to let you hear his answer when he says it. But uh, those were not my pants. And I'm telling you, those were not my pants. But wait till the podcast comes out. And then on that episode, you'll find out what he says. But uh, like I said, they weren't my pants. But once again, I want to congratulate you guys. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing because he's a good dude, man. He's a really good dude. So shout out to everybody, like I said, at Talking Taker. And congratulations on the 200th episode of your show. Peace. I'm running down the road with Paul Bearer in tow I got 15 titles on my mind Seven world ones, one hardcore And seven tags with four different guys Take her easy, take her easy Don't let the sound of gongs and bells drive you crazy Lights open, raise my hands don't even try to understand the supernatural dead man So take her easy Well I'm standing on the corner of Death Valley, California Such a bright fire I see It's my house, my lord, burned to the floor Lost my parents, brother, everything Come on, Kane. Don't blame me Paul Bearer took me in as his And tried to train me Rarely lose, I usually win I never thought I'd see you again You opened up the 
sail and climbed in so freaking easy. Running down the road and I'm all on my own Got a decade of destruction Call me big evil, not red, But do call me American Take her easy, take her easy Don't let the sound of Olympus get Drive you crazy Come on, fancy Coming back, it's the dead man So take her easy Wanna take her easy Wanna take her of the night welcome to episode 200 of talking taker our encyclopedic exploration digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time the undertaker he is also the latest inductee into the wwe hall of fame and this is yet another round of dead man talking my name is Alex Dorio, of course, and I am one of the creatures of the night, and I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, my fellow creature of the night. He is now entering the Titan Tron, <laughs> Mr. Travis White. And Travis, we have just had an incredible introduction to this podcast from a friend of the show, The Godfather. Uh, the Undertaker has entered the Hall of Fame. So what better occasion tonight than to talk about the greatest entrances of the dead man's career? Oh, I know. It's going to be a fun one. I'm excited about this. I'm excited for that intro we had. I'm excited to enter the Titantron. I'm excited for all this stuff. It's going to be fun to talk about these. I'm sure there'll be a lot of similarities. We have not talked about them. We haven't discussed them. Not a bit. Nothing at all. In fact, I was just holding down my numbers right before we went on here. So I, I, I honestly was too. I've been uh, I've changed my list every day for the past seven days. Like <laughs> sometimes completely. I've had things yeah. in the top three that I've taken out and, and are not even on the list yeah. anymore. So yeah. yeah, I'm all over the place. Yeah, and I uh, yeah, we'll talk about it later when we get to it. But yeah, it's it's gonna be fun, man. And we're excited. We heard from a lot of you guys and what your favorites were. So that's fun. We heard too. from a lot of you, and like I said, we just heard from the Godfather, Charles White, uh, Charles Wright. Excuse me, he's not related to you. That's another. <laughs> there's a Charles White that's related to you, uh, but not Charles Wright, uh, dude. Uh, breaking news uh, from I mean, the yeah. Godfather uh, in his intro. Right here, oh my goodness! We're spilling tea on Talking Taker. Spilling Jack, probably actually. Yeah, dude. He just announced. I mean, we there's rumblings online. You know, Taker's getting his own podcast like the Broken Skull Sessions, but according to our friend, the Godfather, they got some in the can already, and episode 
two, allegedly, according to him, is going to be the Godfather. That's it, so, dude. And cannot exciting. wait for can't wait for the whole podcast. I mean. Yeah. Obviously, is there one percent of me that's a little bitter that that we're not co-hosting it with Undertaker? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Of course there is, but come on. Uh, and in all seriousness, that's incredible that we're gonna have some sort of uh, whether it's a podcast or whether it's like a broken skull session interview thing uh, on the network uh, or on Peacock. You know, whatever it ends up being, uh, you know, we're gonna talk about it. You know, we can't wait for it. We're gonna watch it, and I can't wait for an hour, hour and a half of Godfather and uh, Taker shooting the crap over uh, some shots of Jack. Uh, yeah, and just, I mean, let's just rewind the clock. <laughs> Did you think we'd sit here and talk about Undertaker having his own talk show podcast? Did you think I we'd mean, be here after 200 episodes? Yeah, that too. Unbelievable, that too. man. Unbelievable. And of course, the record has been set straight, officially. You know, we've talked about it. We asked Godfather about it when we met him in, in 2020, but we didn't get it on recording. But there it is, official audio recording, settled completely the debate over the infamous pants from Survivor Series 2000. According to that tease, they're not his pants. But I'm going to stay tuned. Maybe he was just pulling uh, our leg. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, dude, that, that obviously that incredible introduction. We could talk about that all night. Um, oh, yeah. We've got um, our top 10 list that we're going to get to here later on. That's going to be the main event. Um, we've even also got another special guest that's going to join us for this yeah, episode of Talking Taker. We've got a special interview with someone who was actually a part of one of these entrances, one of the most legendary Undertaker entrances. Yes. An entrance that I think is going to be on both of our top ten lists, if I had to it, guess. Yeah, I'd say this. <laughs> if it's not, we don't deserve to do any more of these. <laughs> um, so we'll get to that later on in the show as well. Seriously, folks, uh, stay tuned for this. It's very, very cool. Um, but let, I, I, you know, if you're listening to this podcast uh, last month, I know you were watching the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony main evented by The Undertaker. Uh, and so we're actually, I guess we're kind of late on the game. People have been talking about it for a month now. So uh, it happened on April 1st. So uh, it's a month since it happened. Uh, uh, but we're going to come in here and give our thoughts. Um, I don't think we need to recap it, nah. Travis, and go through note by note. There's plenty of other people who have done that. Um, yep. Collecting Dead Man on his podcast right after the Hall of Fame. He did a great, great recap of the whole thing. Uh, if you guys want to go check that out. But um, uh, we're, we're, of course, going to give some thoughts about it. We have to here. Um, Travis, I'll start with this. Greatest Hall of Fame speech of all time? Hands down. I can't, and, not, and that's not just... I've had a month to think about it now. At first, when I first heard it, but I don't, I don't want it to be recency bias, you know. A lot of times the most recent thing you've heard is the best thing or whatever. But no, I've had time to mull it over my brain for a month now, and I agree. It is the best Hall of Fame speech that there has ever been. I mean, part of it's because he got to have, like, the Zack Snyder cut, like, for an hour long. Sure, yeah, longest one ever. <laughs> but, but still, regard the content of it was insane, amazing. And, dude, the, the ovation. The 10, I haven't heard something like that except for when Hogan came back and when the crowd basically turned him face, you know, in 2002. That, I haven't heard an ovation like that for anybody. And that's probably eclipsed that Hogan one. I haven't gone back and timed it, but just, it was 10 minutes of the crowd. That Dallas crowd was on fire the whole weekend. I'm jumping ahead, but WrestleMania 38, 
one of my favorite in recent memories. That may be recency bias, but just the crowd was insane, and they were insane at the Hall of Fame, and they were so good. They added to that. They added to it. A lot of times those cat calls take away. They added so much to that night. Without question, and and that's you know crazy because they'd already sat through a whole episode of SmackDown. Yes. They'd already sat through another hour of Hall of Fame speeches yes. before that. So for them to be that alive at, uh, I guess when it was airing live was it was, it, was probably like after midnight. You know, God, it was let's take your speech probably, started yeah. something around there. So yeah, um, yeah, by eleven thirty, then he talked for an hour. So yeah, the crowd added a ton to it. I mean, I love the Hall of Fame. It's I look forward to it every year, but. Is there really even a question of like who else? Like, I mean, uh, Scott Hall had a great speech. Hall's uh, Warrior awesome. had a good one. Mm-hmm. Bobby the Brain Heenan's memorable. Kurt Angle, Edge. I mean, there have been some good ones, but Undertaker, like, I know that people are going to say we're, we're homers here, but I really do think he changed the game as far as what the Hall of Fame is even capable of mm-hmm. with his speech. Um, you know, it's uh, people have compared it to like a TED talk uh, as he walked around with his uh, I call it a Garth Brooks microphone. I guess it I depends it on Britney your generation. Yeah. yeah, Britney Spears mic. <laughs> uh, I think you call it a Justin Bieber mic, uh, whatever Bieber mic. generation yeah. you're from. I call it a Garth Brooks mic. But um, people call it a Hate TED talk. <laughs> I think so. A motivational speech. And I don't know if a lot of other people will appreciate this, Travis, but. I think I know what you and I thought it was. Taker was preaching a sermon <laughs> up was. there on the stage. That's what he was doing. Yeah. The, do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. He was preaching, man. He was. And uh, I love it, dude. Yeah, he was getting at it, and it was great. And he he said his stuff, and he said his silly stuff. But, yeah, he got down to real-life stuff, man. And he was preaching up there and, and setting an example for, for guys in the business in the future, you know. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I loved this shout-out to his wife, talking about her and her influence on him. I mean, come on, dude. Five years ago, we never, never thought we'd see that, you know? Absolutely. And just letting the wall, like, the Undertaker character is, it's been peeled back. It's been peeled back with The Last Ride. It's been peeled back with Broken Skull. It is, it completely was gone that night, and that was Mark Calloway accepting that on behalf of The Undertaker. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference there. Um, you know, when, when, when an Academy Award winner accepts an award, they accept it as them. Yes. This was, you know, him accepting as yeah. a character he played, you know, rather than yeah. just like warrior is warrior, you know. So I don't know. It just it meant a lot, and it was really, really cool. And, yeah. and it was it was so unexpected. I had <laughs> <laughs> uh, We talked. We we gave our initial reactions when we we heard he was going into the Hall of Fame. We had no idea what it was going to be like. Is yeah. he going to come out, you know, uh, wearing a robe, or, or, or is right. he going to do something short and sweet? Uh, I don't think anybody saw him going an hour like mm-hmm. that and doing what he did. And it flew yeah. by. It didn't feel it did. like an hour at no. all. Um, but yeah, they didn't I, have to get Kane out there to pull him off. And he's talking about his mama or something like Mr. T. No, that felt like they wouldn't have. Long. Yeah, um, no. Uh, came out there. Just I mean, can we talk about that suit? I mean, looking fly. Looking <laughs> what fresh. A fit, dude, on yeah. I love that suit. Um, but it wasn't all about just his career it wasn't all just about mm. telling stories it wasn't all about giving thanks but he did do that he mentioned some of his greatest opponents he mentioned all the backstage people but he was given these his uh, uh his finishing moves his mental moves and all these life lessons and really mm. trying to impart wisdom on the wrestlers on the stage but just at, as a fan in general you mm. could not be a wrestling fan and you could still get something 
out of his Hall of Fame speech, and that's what made it really special. Oh yeah, absolutely, without question. And everybody that was in the audience that night, and all the all the wrestlers on the stage, like they should take what he said and listen to it. Like they, they were, it was an honor for them to be there in the presence of that, you know, live and in person. So yeah, uh, yeah it was a very uplifting speech, and I, I appreciate the humor. And of course, some people knock it like, well, he left out McFoley or he left out Austin or Rock, but you can't get everybody in, dude. Yeah. You can't. And he got the stuff in that he needed to. Those guys know how much they meant to his career. It doesn't. Those things don't have to be said. But he had a more important message to get out, you know, with all like you said, his mental, his mental moves and all that stuff. It was really, really cool. So, did you have a uh, like I said, we don't need to recap everything he said. Did you have a favorite moment or favorite story or favorite line in there? Just jumping out to you. I mean, honestly, my fa- one of my favorite things was just the ovation, honestly, just sure. the fans and just the sheer admiration. It wasn't – sometimes that stuff is the crowd getting themselves over, popping themselves because, oh, we're going to be on TV. We're going to get our – no, 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 no. That was not what that was. That was them showing this man who's been doing this for 30 years how much he means to them. Or, yeah, how much yeah he means to the, the crowd. Like that was sheer admiration, honor, respect, joy. Like, that was what that was. So that meant a lot to me. I, I was getting goosebumps watching it getting teary-eyed just watching it i mean i'm not afraid to say that you know just the ovation And him talking, I think my, my favorite part that popped me the most was talking about Kane stole all his moves. That's just funny. So that was. <laughs> I thought your favorite part was uh, red beans and rice. Oh come on! Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I immediately posted that afterward. You're right. I'm 25 years old. I just won my first world heavyweight title. I'm sitting in my parents' kitchen eating a big old plate of red beans and rice my mom had made. Red beans and rice, come on. Red beans and rice, and this is my yelling is red beans and rice, come on. Yeah, so that, would, that probably was my favorite. I forgot about that. That was uh, ridiculous. That was um, great. Man, uh, I, I, I really loved uh, all the road stories, backstage stories, talking about his dad, um, talking about per, uh, perception is reality. You know, yeah. that's that's something that I firmly believe and and hold mm-hmm. true in my life and. Um, I think that's a great lesson for people to have. Um, I I got emotional when he. Uh, it's just crazy. He can you believe that Undertaker like professed his faith in Jesus Christ on yep. stage in the Hall of Fame, me, yep. going from the guy who crucified Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. twenty five years ago to uh, uh, talking about his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and, and yep. his wife and his kids. I mean, come full circle, and uh, uh, so happy for him that he's found that peace and that happiness and that uh, meaning uh, in his life. Yeah, exactly. As a human being. Yeah. Um, we didn't even talk about Vince. Uh, what did you think about Vince's intro and uh, for Taker? Oh, great. Uh, it was, he's the only one that could have done it. He's, it's his greatest creation, you know, so I'm glad he got to do it. 
He was looking sharp too, like he always is. He got the biggest knots in his time, man. I can't. <laughs> it's so I've great. tried. I've I tried before. It. I can't do it. No, I, I love can't it. do it. But anyway, um, yeah, Vince did a great job, man. Just he really did, and you could tell he was moved by it too. So yeah, yeah, you can hear them when when they embrace. You can hear their mics mm-hmm. roll. They, they tell each other they love each other. Say, I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a big deal. Uh, he plugged Vince's all never, the different. Vince has never told Shane that in his life. <laughs> For shoot, probably. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, probably. <laughs> he, he plugged the whole history of Talking Taker in his speech. He listed off all the Undertaker's opponents and all his favorite episodes. He na- he said Brian Lee. I did he not did. have money on Vince McMahon saying the name Brian Lee in his induction speech. No. Uh, I didn't even know he knew what that guy's name was, but uh, that was yeah. funny. Giant Gonzalez, King Kong Bundy. Diesel, Psycho Sid, Kane, Big Boss Man, Brian Lee, who was a full Undertaker. Imagine that, the Undertaker rustling himself. And uh, the three most important words of that speech, Travis, never say never. Mm, There you go. Never say never. We could have another another few episodes to do. You never know. (laughs) We may. I don't think so, but yeah, we'll but look, the door he just is has open. to say that. Yeah, you gotta say that. Um, That's like the teaser at the end of a Marvel movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Or of a course. DC movie. <laughs> That's that a great way they to con- constantly cancel and rearrange. <laughs> we gotta have a comic book movie reference on here. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let me hit a couple other things just about WrestleMania weekend uh, that I think uh, we do need to mention. Did you course. do anything big on that night? Hall oh well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, well, we gotta talk about that. Uh, <laughs> It's kind of shameful that you and I, the host of this podcast, did not watch the Hall of Fame speech of The Undertaker live. Right. Uh, but we had our reasons. Uh, Travis, what was your reason? I was at one of The Undertaker's uh, dental uh, patients' comedy specials. <laughs> yeah. Nate Bargatze, my favorite comedian. So, yeah, who we posted a picture last year of uh, Taker jokingly coming in and being his dentist. So, And they even mentioned that on an episode of his podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, talking about his dentist being Undertaker, so it's pretty funny. So, but yeah, I was there. It's pretty good so. reason. Pretty good reason, pretty good. and a cool Taker link, you know. Yep. Pretty funny. Yep. But anyway, and you were just sitting around the house doing nothing like a bum, right? I mean, I was actually in the hospital on yeah. April first. Um, so technically, during the Hall of Fame, it was not during Taker's speech, but at ten fifty-five p.m. Uh, on April first, twenty twenty-two, uh, my daughter was born, uh, Joan. <laughs> And uh, she is uh, she's still alive and kicking and doing well and doing healthy and um, unbelievable. Our <laughs> my daughter was born during Undertaker's Hall of Fame speech. Um, Crazy. You couldn't time it any more perfectly. She was literally she was eight days late, so she was just waiting to come out on yeah. the same day that Undertaker <laughs> went into the Hall of Fame. Unbelievable. She wanted to hear man. that talk, man. She did, uh, <laughs> and she got to hear some of it. Uh, so it took me like a week actually to watch it. Um, as any of you have had a child, you probably understand that. Um, we did actually watch a little bit of WrestleMania live on Saturday night, sitting in the hospital on my phone. So watched about half of that, uh, uh, night's WrestleMania live, but I've since been able to watch the whole thing in pieces and watch the hall of fame speech. There's uh, a Garth Brooksism for you in, in pieces. pieces. Great <laughs> album. Um, I tried to watch Taker's speech all in one chunk. I it ended up splitting it in two. Uh, but I wanted to be able to see that one uh, as yeah. much in full as possible, and it was great. So I, I do want to go back and watch it again when I'm uh, not sleep-deprived also. So uh, 
By 18 one years, day. Man. Yeah, one day I'll get yeah. around to that. <laughs> 2040. <laughs> you get it. But uh, thank you for all the well wishes uh, from the Talking Taker listeners uh, on that. Appreciate that. Um, and uh, thank you to your well wishes as well, Travis. Appreciate that. And uh, you seen her p- picture in a talking taker uh, uh undertaker onesies on our social media pages so you guys may hear her on future podcasts as well yeah. crying in the background uh, we'll <laughs> see about that um but uh back to taker you know of course uh he had his statue revealed at uh wrestlemania access uh something that only i think five or six legends have had so far these bronze statues they've had Warrior and Flair and Dusty, so he gets to join that crew. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, he, Seth Rollins is supposed to have one, but in those Sting, remember? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot that's what that was. Yeah. Sting and half his face paint was gone because it was so hot. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, Taker, of course, appeared on both nights of WrestleMania, uh, the only Hall of Famer to do that. Uh, the other Hall of Famers did not appear mm. on night two. And uh, first night, he did not look back to the crowd. But the uh, second night, he did do the turn and look back. And, uh, you know, I don't know if there's any meaning or symbolism in that, but it happened. And, of course, he got another incredible reaction from the crowd. So good. And then I'm not sure if this is confirmed or not, but I did see some speculation and I noticed it too that I think maybe edge did a little bit of a nod to undertaker with his gear, with the colors and uh, his entrance a little bit seemed like it was sort of undertaker inspired, but maybe that was just a coincidence. I don't know. Well, I mean, we know how much taker means to edge and, and we've talked about that <clears throat> a lot on this show. And honestly, what edge is doing right now is very reminiscent of a ministry style taker. You know, that era he's bringing in, you're talking about, uh, Judgment Day. Yeah, I wish you brought Jerry Lynn in for that. Yeah, I wish that was, I wish that, that was their theme song. If I was there, I'd give a whole new meaning to the words Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Yeah. But uh, no, man. <laughs> he what, should just intro them every that's week. That's what I'm saying. Just say that little sound clip. No, he should be there every week, just oh. on the mic. Like, <laughs> like Alejandro Estrada? Yeah. <laughs> Judgment Day! <laughs> and they just come out. Why not? Slow Alter Bridge song. Yeah. But no, I think I I think it you'd be an idiot to think that Edge is not somewhat giving an homage to his time in the ministry and taker with all of this new character he has. So yeah. I love it. It was great, great match he had at WrestleMania. Like you said, the whole WrestleMania was very, very fun. Uh, the celebrities were all great. <laughs> all great. their matches were outstanding. Yeah. Um, and I'm including, as a celebrity, Stone Cold Steve Austin in that. I mean, unbelievable. Um, I just can't even believe it was that, surreal. that he main-evented WrestleMania. And Kevin Owens got to main-event WrestleMania. That is just... Ugh, that's a whole other podcast we can talk about. And Vince had to one-up him by coming out of retirement the next night. That's because he's Vince. And Pat McAfee said that was a shoot. He didn't know it was happening. So. What? I watched his. He he recapped the whole weekend on oh his Pat McAfee show. He didn't know the cheerleaders were going to be in his entrance until the night before they did rehearsals. That was all new. Oh, to wow. Him. But the Vince thing, he legit didn't know that was happening. And then he just had to go with it. And then when Austin called him in the ring afterward, he's like, I've seen this enough in my life. I know what to do. But that was all called on the fly. He did not know. Like Vince and them, the production knew, but they didn't tell Pat McAfee. That was Unbelievable. Happening. That's incredible. Which is amazing. And he went with And McAfee was, 
I can talk for, about him for two hours. He was insanely good. So, who had yeah. the better stunner cell, Austin Theory or Pat McAfee? Oh, that's a toss up, man. That's a that's a coin flip, dude. They're just they're both great. But. I think I, I put theories slightly above. Really good, McAfee. but I just love McAfee. It's just just a dead stop and just it's great. They're both great. <laughs> oh, and chugging the beer outside while he's unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. definitely, folks. Of course, another plug for a friend of ours, the Bottom Line Wrestling yeah. Cast. Uh, must <laughs> must listen to them talking about yeah. uh, this match, uh, do a great recap of the buildup and of the match itself. And uh, my favorite part was uh, JV uh, did a beer tracker of all the beers that Stone Cold drank <laughs> during the match. And uh, it was over two dozen <laughs> that he drank during the actual match uh, <laughs> against <laughs> Kevin Owens. <laughs> Fantastic stuff, man. Um so yeah, uh, Undertaker, of course, continued to make appearances throughout the week of before WrestleMania. Even the night after WrestleMania, he did this uh, uh, interview post-Raw Q&A session. Uh, you can find some video of that up on YouTube. And of course, the big news is he's got he's going to be competing with us and collecting Dead Man and Taker Mania podcast with his own podcast coming out soon. And uh, uh, you heard some details about that in the intro with Godfather. I'm sure we will discuss that more in the future as well. Got anything else? No, I just can't believe it. I, <laughs> I can't, can't believe, believe yeah. it, man. I just, I can't, man. I'm just bamboozled by it. So <laughs> That's one word for it. Yeah, I had to pull something else out. So. <laughs> uh, well, maybe if he needs to plug his new podcast, he can come on this podcast. Yeah, the invitation is open, Tager. So yeah, make an entrance. <laughs> Love it, Travis. You've got the uh, the segue here to the main event. Um, so this month's episode of Talking Taker is all about entrances, the greatest entrances of all time uh, by The Undertaker throughout his 30-year career. I think it's a very fitting way to celebrate his Hall of Fame entrance here. Mm -hmm. uh, this was voted by you, the listeners. We put a poll up uh, and had a few matches that we could go back and cover for their anniversary here in the month of May. Uh, and then we had this option on there, and it was razor-thin margin, but this one just barely won out on there. Uh, so I am excited to do it. Um, this is the one I selfishly wanted to win, and okay. I'm glad it did win. So, yeah, I was excited to do this one. So I mean, I was excited to do all of them, but yeah. this is the one I wanted to do more you know, quickly. I wanted to get this one done now, so... And we'll continue to do that. Uh, we won't do it every month. I do have a few specific episodes I want to do based on some anniversaries coming up here uh, in the next few months. But some other months, we'll definitely throw a poll up there and see what you guys would like to hear from us. Uh, but we're going to do what we've done for our other top 10 list uh, that we've done through Taker Matches, uh, of different era of his, eras of his career. Uh, you and I, Travis, will go back and forth and alternate uh, with our choices um, for me, like I said, I debated once this topic was chosen, I kind of wrote down about uh, 20 of them in my head that I knew were iconic, uh, and then tried really hard. I think I texted you, was like, can we push it to 15? Cause I don't know how to cut these down. Yeah. I went back and watched as many as I could on Peacock. Um, and ultimately the factors that I came down to to base my picks off of were just initial memorability, just the ones that pop into your head, uh, spectacle, some, which what are the biggest, most spectacular, um, stupendous, 
uh, ones. Oh, there you go. Um, I tried to factor in the importance of them. If it was a very important match or an important moment, that got it a little extra weight in my book. The crowd reaction, how big is the crowd into them? And then the uniqueness of them. Because, I mean, he, every entrance of The Undertaker is grand and is a spectacle. Mm-hmm. But there are some that I, I put the ones that were really unique that gave them an extra boost in my book. Yeah, and now we didn't even discuss, this is the first time we're mentioning this, but did you? are you doing match entrances? Are like, entrances to matches? Or are you doing, do you have some that are entrances just... There are certain things that. Yeah. Here's the thing. Okay. I I, I, I I know what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. There are certain entrances that he has made that have been absolutely insane, and I wrote two of them down on mine, and then I remembered, oh crap, those weren't matches. I took them off because I originally oh, when you okay. told me when you told me we're winning this or we're, we're doing this ten top ten, I wrote down the first twelve that came to my mind, just came to my mind the first twelve I could possibly get. I typed them all in my notes on my phone, and then that was it. I was done. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to research him. I'm not going to look into him anymore. I'm not going to go. I don't want to watch top 10 list and say, oh, and didn't get that recency bias. I didn't want to do that. So I just went from my memory, my, the impact they had on me, what what I remember about it, what I remembered from going through them on Talking Taker. And then I had, like I said, I had, to take, I had, I had 12 of them because they just came to me. And two of them, I was like, dang it, those weren't match entrances they were in great entrances and we'll probably get to them if you well, put that so it, i took the, those two off of mine if you want to readjust it i i, I don't i considered them uh i won't say whether they're on my list or not but i i, I did those were definitely in consideration for yeah. me I, I know probably uh which ones you're talking about um so um no uh, i'm gonna leave mine as i have okay. it and i just i left my 10 um okay I cut those two off because they weren't technically match entrances. They were okay. fantastic Fair entrances. Enough. And then Fair enough. had my 10 and then didn't even put them in order until right before we started recording <laughs> because I was like, you know, I know, I, I knew what I knew. Just go with your gut. I'll be honest with you. One and two right now say one or two and one or two. All so right. I, we'll I, go I'm, with I'm your feelings. We're going to get down to it when I get down to it here. <laughs> so, um, I, I mean, mine was three, adjusted four, five were. this afternoon. It was yeah. uh, tweaked uh, this afternoon. Um, no, I didn't want to go too much over it uh a i haven't to be honest we haven't had that much time but to focus on but b i, I really didn't want to um i did that with our top tens a long time ago and i just kind of overthought it and was like what do the fans want i know i want to do what is what do i think my 10 for me my 10 best entrances are you know and uh so i didn't want to think too much about it and uh overthink it which is what i tend to do in life so i just went with my gut the first 10 i wrote down and kind of put them in order here and uh, we'll see Ain't small, miss small, baby. I think that's perfect, uh, and and I'll say the same thing for me. This is my personal top yeah. ten list, and this is your personal yeah. top ten list of Undertaker's entrances. Because I think, based on some Twitter reactions from some of our listeners, people, uh, everybody's list is going to be very different. There are mm-hmm. people listening to this are going to be like, "How did you not have such and mm-hmm. such on your list?" And I'm not saying you're wrong. You could make there's 30 or 40 of these that you could make a oh, top 10 could, list dude. that's completely different than ours. And I would say that's a great top 10 list. Yeah. Or you could, <laughs> and you, you could wouldn't do them straight out of WrestleMania and be fine. Like, Easily. Fine. Yeah, that was hard to not have them all be WrestleMania. It was, <laughs> man. It, well, at first, I'm thinking about it. But I was like, I'm just going to write these 10 down. And then I was like, if they're all WrestleMania, that's good. But if not, no. So like, luckily they aren't. But uh, yeah, you could do 10 WrestleMania inches and be like, those are the 10 best ever. And you, I would be like, yeah, you're right. They are. <laughs> 
Well, I'm very interested to, to hear it, man. Let's get to it because uh, yeah. I'm wondering how far apart ours are going to be or how close because we, yeah. we often – we don't argue too much on this podcast. We no. share a lot of the same opinions. Um, some of our top ten lists were very similar. Some of them were pretty different, but some of them yeah. were pretty similar. So I'm very intrigued by this. Um, I don't remember the last top ten. Who went first? Uh why don't you go first? I'll go I first. Like I, I feel like I go okay. first all the time. All right, that's <laughs> Even fine. if I don't. I yeah, like I, I don't do. care. So. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so we will list some honorable mentions at the end. Um, I don't want to spoil it because I don't know what yeah, you have. I'll, yeah, exactly. And then, I'll of course, some of those interests. Um, we got some Twitter feedback, so we'll we'll talk about what some of our fans and listeners pointed out. So, like I said, this is very, very difficult. Um, but again, I'm going with memorability, uh, memorability, uniqueness here. This is a big factor in my number ten choice. Uh, number 10 for me came from 1996 from the Survivor Series in 1996 Madison Square Garden I call this one the Batman entrance Uh, again very unique this is Undertaker being lowered down from the ceiling as far as I recall the only time he was ever lowered Mm -hmm. down from the ceiling Uh, we've often seen him come up from below but he lowered down to the ceiling wearing his Batman cape and his leather daddy outfit and uh, (laughs) that he hates it's the blow off match with mankind He's being, it's sort of his resurrection because he was buried alive uh, the the month before. And um, it's the first time in his career he's without the the gloves, purple or gray gloves and the stirrups and everything. So it's a big look change. And that's just one, you know, when I think of Undertaker entrances, that's one of the ones that comes straight to my mind. He is the freedom of the World Wrestling Federation, ladies and gentlemen. He is the one. He is the only. He is the Undertaker. And look at that. He's descending from the ball. He's going to drop in and beat somebody up. Except for mine's a little bit up there. Okay, so fair enough. You'll see that again. All yeah. right, we'll oh, talk about it again later. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to it later. So, yeah, that's a great call, man. Great call. Uh, my number 10 is going to be probably higher on a lot of folks' lists. Uh, and it was, as I was going through this beforehand, it was kind of bouncing around at the bottom. But, uh, you know, this was WrestleMania 29. This is a great Ooh. intro. I know a lot of guys uh, um, love this one. It's one of the top ones, you know. It's a great Great match. One of my favorite matches uh, of Takers. But this is the short sleeve Super Shredder. You know, you got him coming out. You got all the, the I guess, dead people raising up out of the out of the grave with the smoke. And that, yeah, um, yeah. I remember, like, he's standing there and that silhouette just kind of appears and the light comes up behind him. And then you just see him. And it's just, man, it's so cool. And then New York is on fire behind him, like, on the stage. It's just, it's so great, man. And um, that's got to be on anybody's top ten list, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine. Uh, as far as entrances go for for him so 
I think so. It's it's very tough to pick between the WrestleMania entrances. Yeah, it really but that, is. That one's got that unique factor of the intro, uh, and it's a great match against CM Punk as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very good. Excellent choice. That's a tough, tough to rise up from that if that's at the top, it's at the bottom of the top 10. It okay, is. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, number nine for me. Um, not as much of a spectacle. Uh, some would argue maybe this one, um, maybe, uh, uh, this might not be on a lot of people's top 10. Maybe it's on everybody's. I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing with all this, but this one, it does not have the spectacle of it, but as far as importance, I feel like I had to put it on the list. I'm going with another Survivor Series here, and this time I'm going to Survivor Series 1990. The Undertaker's oh. debut walked debut. to the ring because I think... His presence is just instantly felt. That character is established from the moment he walks through the curtain. Yep. His look, uh, Brother Love walking down the aisle. We all know all Ted DiBiase's speech introing mm-hmm. him. Uh, we all remember Gorilla Monsoon and Roddy Piper talking about the size of his ham hock and look all at that, that stuff. I mean, kids, it, man. Bef- yeah, the looks on kids' faces. I mean, before he does a move... This Undertaker character is established, and I think mm-hmm. that is from his presence walking through the curtain. So, yeah, it doesn't have fireworks. It doesn't have pyro. It doesn't have um, this grand theatrical nature to it. But um, I think his entrance was so important there, it set the path for his career for 30 years. And so that's why oh, I wanted to include it. Absolutely. It's legendary. It's absolutely legendary. And you wouldn't have the rest of these if you didn't have that one. And if that one didn't nail it, on the first try, they wouldn't, yeah, there would have been no reason to keep going for this stuff, you know? So, yep, couldn't agree more, man. All right. Uh, my number nine is one that's probably higher on your list, but this is SummerSlam, the SummerSlam 1992. Uh, Great one. Wembley, the back of the hearse. Wembley. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, just with the coffin in there and just, oh, man, is he wrestled with Kamala, right? Kamala. Yeah, the, in the coffin match, casket match, whatever it was called back then. Um, yeah, just seeing him, again, kind of on... Some people might still look at him like, oh, it's kind of hokey. He's on the hearse. Like, no, dude, that was like character stuff. Like, that was awesome. He's on the hearse riding out long rampway, like long aisleway. So cool, man. And just, I just have such vivid memory. It just stands like, I didn't have to think twice yes. about that. Like, that yes. was on my list. No questions asked, you know? That was my number nine. For the time period, you know, for yeah. sure, uh, I, I think it, it stands out. And uh, it's crazy that he never did another hearse entrance through all his years. Like, that's so obvious to do that hearse entrance. I don't think he ever did it again, uh, but it's so unique and cool. Uh, this next one for me, number eight, is very unique as well. Uh, and this is my first WrestleMania uh, entrance on my list. It's my first biker taker entrance on my list and this is wrestlemania 19 featuring mm. wwe's favorite band in the whole wide world limp biscuit um 
like all of Taker's biker WrestleMania entrances were epic because this is the only time you got to gas that bike up and, yeah. and ride down that long ramp. Uh, but this one had Fred Durst and Lip Biscuit performing, rolling with the oh, dancers yeah. and the little uh, girls doing the dance and yeah, rolling. It's just it was great, man. Say what you will about Limp Biscuit, and you can say a lot about Limp Biscuit. Oh, I could say a lot. Two thousand three, they were one of the biggest bands in the entire yep. world. Like yep. whether you like it or not, that's the fact. And they were out there with Undertaker, making Undertaker look cool. And um, Fred Durst is into it. He's he's rocking out. Uh, there's all sorts of flame, or py- or pyro and fireworks as Taker comes out. I mean, it is just a, a moment, a huge deal. He's also got that American flag on he's the got back the American of his flag too. Yeah. Back. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and um, it's just blowing in the wind as he's driving down there. Yeah, it's awesome. That's a good one. The importance of the match does not factor into this one. That match is pointless. But uh, the entrance itself, I think, more than makes up for it. And I had to have that one on my list. That's fantastic. I will tell you, this is that one is not on my list. Yeah. Because fair. of Fred Durst. But uh, <laughs> I do... I do have some biker taker ish uh, okay. coming up, so yeah. Right. But that is a great one, man. That is a great one. That was probably on the, an outlier, for like just right on the outskirts of, of making it. So um, I understand. My number, what are we at eight, is also a quasi biker taker entrance. This is his most recent entrance into his final match ever, WrestleMania 36. Dude, you got the cinematic thing. You got the Metallica. You got him as Undertaker, but kind of Biker Taker coming in and just, it's the last right. It's literally the last right, his last entrance for a match that he makes. And um, it was just so good to see him kind of bring what, what he called, what, the three-headed devil? Well, he had all three of his, you know, personas kind of together, right. you know, that night. Yeah. So just seeing it all and just the way it was shot and just having Metallica, they licensed the music for it, man. It brought so much to that so um maybe a little lower than some people have on their list but that's my number eight wrestleman 36 boneyard taker entrance well it's only slightly lower for me because i've got it at number seven right here wrestleman 36 the cinematic boneyard entrance like you said he's coming into now that we're dead by metallica and it's just perfect and um going back to like survivor series 1990 this entrance right here set the stage for the first Mm -hmm. cinematic match uh you know this we're in a the the first few weeks, the first month of the pandemic, like no one knows what WrestleMania is going to be like. It's so weird watching WrestleMania at the Performance Center. Uh, and then we cut to the cinematic Boneyard match and nobody knows what that means. This could have nope. been a joke. This could have mm-hmm. been a flop. This could have been wrestle crap. This could have been just a disaster. Uh, as yeah, we saw with the Dungeon of Doom, you know, White Castle uh, terror. Yeah. Take your pick with some of the cinematic yeah. matches of the past couple of years. It could have been, yeah. uh, it just could have been garbage. Yeah. But from that entrance, from Undertaker riding in on the on the bike with the Metallica playing, he walks off. It's like a movie. Um, you're hooked. Every mm-hmm. single person watching that match in March of 2020 is immediately hooked in, bought in all the way, and it's a we get this match that's able to end the undertaker's career uh in a satisfactory way for him and that's why that entrance is so important because uh if it had started bad you you would have been hard to recover from it but it (laughs) starts up here and it stays up here the whole time so i'm so glad it's on your list oh yeah very true it's gotta be on everybody's man this is one of the top 10 it's gotta be um well my number seven is one that i imagine is higher on your list um, but it's right here for me, and it's WrestleMania 9. Mm. The uh, black smoke, which is actually green, uh, outside, <laughs> yes. 
you know, the chariot that he's riding on. And, dude, the vulture. Like, that just sticks out to my mind. Like, there's two wrestling moments with vultures, and one is that, and then one is staying in the rafters with the vulture. And, like, I will never forget those two images for the rest of my life. Like, those two stand out, and those are two of my favorite. Well, one's the one that got me into wrestling, Sting, and one's one who I think is the greatest ever now, Taker. You know, like, two of my favorites. And, like, they both had this vulture thing going on. And, like, I've always just I've always just remembered, even when I was not even a big fan of Taker as a kid, like, that entrance, though, like, seeing that and just with the vulture and, like, how intimidating that was. And then you, the camera turns and he's wrestling a guy in a naked suit. But, like, you know, <laughs> but that entrance that he makes is just incredible, man. It's incredible. Look at the vulture. Look at the vulture. And the funeral chariot, the vulture there. You know what's amazing about The Undertaker? A man that surrounds himself with all darkness sheds so much light in people all over the world. Uh, he's, he's not moving. Uh, he's very stoic. He's very, uh... It's in the daylight, which makes it yes, very unique, unique and rare for him. And I tell you what, dude, it if you go back throughout thirty years with Undertaker's career, I would wager money every single one of Undertaker's video packages. If there's a video package about his career, yes. there is a shot of him yes, on the, the chariot vulture. with the vulture every single time uh, every through the Attitude one. Era, through nowadays his Hall of Fame. That is always in there. Exactly, because it's iconic. It, it is. Really is. Uh, which is surprising that I did not rank it. Uh, it's so good. It's so classic, but I just. Uh, you didn't not, have I love it. I don't have it on mine. Oh, I don't. I am it didn't crack away. the top 10 for me. Oh, wow. That's, it was that tough. surprises me very that's, much. That's, this list is so hard. Wow. It, it could be number one if you ask me yeah. on a different day. But yeah. I, I, on my final list, it did not wow. crack my top 10. That's, I'm how, that's how big these are. Um, I'm excited now about the rest of it. Yeah, Yeah, it's cool. Sure. (laughs) Number six for me. uh, I mean, this is where it gets really, really hard. But number six for me, WrestleMania again. And um, I don't think this is because we were there. I think it's just because it was awesome. But WrestleMania 20 for me is my number Mm. six Undertaker entrance of all time because it is the return of the dead man, because we got the Druids coming out. It's Madison Square Garden. It's WrestleMania 20. Paul Bearer, surprise yep. appearance. We hear his yeah. voice. We see him walk out for the first time in years. The crowd is just in awe. Just an awesome reaction. Kane's reaction to Undertaker finally coming out. Uh, I buried you alive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just the importance of it in his career. Um, you know, there's bigger and badder WrestleMania ones, but as far as just mm-hmm. moments in time, uh, I had to put that one on there. So it's number six for me, WrestleMania 20. Oh, without question. It's got to be on there, man. So, yeah, it's a fantastic, fantastic entrance that I'll talk about later. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yep. Uh, oh, six for me, yeah. So my number six is one that's probably a lot higher on a lot of people's, and this is WrestleMania, uh, well, Arguably the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, you know, uh, Sean versus Taker WrestleMania 25, you know, uh, heaven and hell, you know, Sean coming down from the the heavens and Taker coming up from the, from hell. Uh, it's just iconic, you know, um, I'm never too big of a fan of Taker going all demonic and stuff, but I mean, if for the imagery for this, it was beautiful. It was just absolutely, 
beautiful. Yeah, the light versus the dark, and it just it just you can't write a better story. That's the that's the oldest story in literature ever. Is light and dark, you know, good versus evil, and uh, just seeing that, and again, just the importance of that entrance and what it meant to that match too, and I, that's my number six. Yeah, it really sets the scene for everything. Uh, and that's what we keep talking about that with these entrances. That's what an entrance is. That's what it's mm-hmm. supposed to do. It kind of, it sucks you into the match. That's what an Undertaker entrance really especially mm-hmm. does. Uh, and that one does it probably better than any other. All right, number five for me. So we're getting into our top five here. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say this is going to be my most controversial pick on the okay. list. My most unexpected pick on the list, I think, for a lot of people. But I, I'm going to argue for it here. Super Showdown 2019 is my number five pick. And that one may not... You may be thinking. You may have even forgotten what even happens in that I literally entrance. can't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to challenge you. Is I'm going to challenge all of our listeners cross? to go on Peacock... And watch Super Showdown 2019 and watch The Undertaker's Entrance. Because I think it is the most grand and spectacular entrance, period, of The Undertaker's career. It is the biggest. Um, This starts with some organ music playing. Some druids come out and they've got their torches and they like crisscross across the stage. That's right. There's like 30 caskets standing up on the stage. There's an enormous video wall. Yeah. Um, Finally, the music starts. He's got like this hurricane or tornado of smoke and laser lights that he walks into. That's right. Um, yeah, it's like swirling around behind. Yeah. Yep. I remember that now. He comes out. The whole arena is in flames. Fireworks shoot off from the top of the of the stadium as he walks into the ring. Dude, I'm telling you, all all his Saudi entrances and, and the are. Australia show entrances are, are incredible. Oh, yeah. I, I went back and watched all of them, and this is the one. Man, this one yeah. is amazing. Match importance, again... Not that big a deal. It match sucks. <laughs> yeah. and it's not that important. And I think that's why people don't think about this one. But yeah. if you're an Undertaker fan, go back and watch this entrance and tell you're me not wrong. Yeah. it does not belong in the top 10. Uh, yeah. it, it's. I remember when we did it for the show, I remember mm-hmm. thinking like, wow, they this has spent a Spared lot no of space. money on this yeah. entrance. And yeah. uh for me, I, I wanted to rank it on there. I wanted to honor that, um, and that's my number five. Wow, that's a surprise to me. But I think that's a good like. Now that you're talking about it, I remember it exactly now. And yeah, it is very spectacular. It has, it's it is quite a spectacle. You're right. But um, yeah, that's funny. I didn't even think that about yeah. that one. Go ahead. But yeah, that is very memorable. That one now. You say it. Uh, that was number five. That's my number five. Yes. All right. So my number five is a biker taker, uh, and this is um, WrestleMania 17. Okay. We got gotcha. uh, Kid, Kid Rock. We got the motorcycle, the long ramp. I mean, just the first time he really got to gun it because he had uh, arrived at you know Backlash 2000 the year before. So this is less than a year. He's finally gets to ride that bike all the way down a big grand this is his first wrestlemania entrance as a biker taker uh right. kid rock singing no yeah kid rock's pumping nah, I'm sorry. Yeah, i think kid it's rock's i pumping. think it's still limp biscuit or limp biscuit whatever i yeah. forgot what it's probably edited but anyway uh yeah. it's it's um it's blaring out there and motorcycle again just 
seeing that. And that's that WrestleMania is the best of all time. So just uh, it's just awesome. And then Triple H is going to have the Motorhead. Yeah, he's got Motorhead. Too. So yeah. yeah. Um, but, I definitely considered. I considered eighteen, seventeen, and nineteen in there for me. I, I went with nineteen, but I, I don't have a problem going with seventeen. I mean, because that's like you said, it's the first one of that kind, and yeah, it's I probably why I went with the best one. WrestleMania ever. So yeah. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, nineteenth phenomenal, but I just went that one a little higher because to me, it's the first one. You know, yeah, yeah. All right, number four. You mentioned it earlier. You thought it would be on my list. You are correct. Uh, this is. My last pick was controversial. I think this one, this was sentimental, man, and I had to put it on there. SummerSlam '92, I, I love it. It's such a so yeah. iconic to me in my childhood. It's really his first special entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, people kind of forget about it. They remember WrestleMania Nine. This I don't think people, as many people remember this one, but it's simple. It's but it's spectacular. It's mm-hmm. him riding on a hearse, Undertaker yeah. riding on the back of a hearse, um, and it's great for the time period. There's no fireworks, there's no pyro, nope. but uh, he is a star right there, yeah. going in to face Kamala. It's pitch black outside there uh, in Wembley. I just love it, man. It's oh, a yeah. sentimental pick, um, and but I do think it's important. It, it's the first it one of its of these grand entrances, so mm-hmm. it kind of sets the stage for what we get going forward. No, I can't agree more, man. I knew it would be top five for you. I, I knew I knew that one holds more sentimental uh, aspect in your life than it does for me. But because you used to watch that tape, what I mean? Oh endlessly. yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. 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 It's ingrained a, in my brain. Yeah, yeah. No, but that is an iconic one. So um, I've already touched on that here. So number four for me. Oh crap! I lost. Oh, number four for me was uh, you knew it had to be on there. Uh, it's Survivor Series, nineteen ninety six, Batman. And Taker, oh, okay. Man. Who better? Go. So yeah, it's not. It's really high, you know, but. Number four, but again, I talk about Batman all the time on the show. I get Batman and Taker together. You know, I know he hates his outfit that night. It was what it was. We're not talking about that. We're talking about that entrance. Just him, like you said, the wings out sprawled, coming down. Before, I think we touched on this in our episode about that, is before Sting started repelling too. So, you know, oh, um, yeah, that's a great I point. believe so. Because Sting had just kind of gone dark at that point, uh, right after NWO debuted. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Sting started doing it later, but just anytime somebody repels down from the top, it's it's insane. It gets your attention, you know. And just seeing him do that, like you said, seeing him without the gray gloves, you know, it's it's his entrance there. He talks about it being an iconic entrance for him, you know. He again, he laughs about his outfit, you know, the the big bad leather daddy or whatever. But I just I love, <laughs> I, I'll never forget that entrance, you know. And just watching, to me, Batman come down from the ceiling, like you know, it it I can legit look at the 1989 Batman. And when Michael Keaton throws his arms out and flies at the bad guy in the opening scene, like that's what it reminds me of is that same thing. So yeah, I love this entrance. I love awesome. It. Yeah. I should have known it'd be higher on your list. That makes a ton of sense. Um, well, my number three is one you have already mentioned as well. And I think it's way too low on your list, man. Uh, WrestleMania 29. That's it. That's my number three pick. Uh, I will say that everything from here on out has been number one at one point in my rankings. Uh, this I, this was sitting at number one for me at one point, uh, but I bumped it uh, after really considering it. But man, it's uh, you described it those those demons like pulling out, reaching out from the depths of hell, trying to drag Taker back in. It's just a a shot. It's it it's is. an image that we all remember, and then his walk to the ring as the the Brooklyn Bridge set up is just in flames. Yeah, I mean it's 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 near the peak of his WrestleMania entrances. Um, so yeah, definitely iconic. Um, I think you could, 
like I said, uh, it was number one for me at one point uh, because it's so oh, memorable. Yeah. But I ended up mumping it down uh, when I thought about these next two. So. It's a great, great one. So I, I knew me putting it at, at 10 was going to be controversial here. Because, again, on a it's day you flip a, you flip a coin and you say, no, it's not fine. I, I get it. It's it's just like it's subjective, you know, yeah. but it's really good. But, again, Man, I made this right. list and it's just like to me, what do I think? So number three for Let's me hear it. Top three. is one um, that uh, it's fantastic. It's And it's the first time. Uh, that I can remember that we see the Druids in his entrance. This is WrestleMania 14. Mm. You know, this is right after the Pete Rose tombstone, and the crowd's pumped for that, and then the lights go black, and the crowd erupts. And then O Fortuna starts, and the Druids start coming out, and the crowd erupts. And then his actual music starts. And you hear Jim Ross say, this place is going to go, like, insane when he appears. And you get that third pop. Like, we talk about that a lot of times. You get multiple pops for Taker's entrances. And this one is one of the first ones you really start to feel those multiple pops for his entrance. And when he comes out, I mean, they go bananas. And it is so cool. And just that that outfit, you know, um, the high neck, like, pre-ministry cloak. There you go, right there. So uh, the lighting, the theme, the thunder, the light, it, everything is just insane, over the top amazing and uh you know one of the i mean and it's it's a his first match with his brother you know? it's such so. an important match yep. yeah 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 love the way you put it right there um great choice for your number three right there totally respect that it has to be top three yeah i think it does <laughs> number two for me um and again, some people are listening. There's there's a bunch they haven't heard yet, and I know, I know, it's just tough to leave some of these out. Ooh, number three, excuse me, number two for me is going to be WrestleMania. WrestleMania 30. WrestleMania 30 is my number two Undertaker entrance of all time. And this one, I call it 22 caskets because that's what we see mm -hmm. at the beginning. Uh, we get some video footage, some like rough, grainy, black and white footage spliced in, interspersed as the camera scrolls, pans across the stage. And we see a casket with every single one of the streaks of victims' names on there, uh, which is very, very grand. And then it ends, of course, on the what's supposed to be the next victim mm -hmm. is Brock Lesnar's name on a casket. Undertaker walks out and he looks over to that casket and as he looks at it, it pops open and then he takes a few more steps and he turns back at it again and sticks his hand out to it and the casket bursts into flames. So and, uh, good. Is there any better way to uh, intimidate your opponent right. for WrestleMania than that? Like, are you Flaming kidding me? casket. For him, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, yeah. And then his walk right. to the ring is great. They just shoot him from below. Where he yeah. looks like a monster. The, the stage is walking up. But dude, I of course... Uh, he loses the first time in the streak to that match. And I think this incredible entrance adds to the shock of that, mm -hmm. that they, that he's had, that it establishes him. It establishes that legacy. It establishes all the legends that he's beaten and that the streak is like inevitable at this point. So 
So it just adds to that shock factor when he doesn't win. And for me, for all those reasons, I put it at number two. And, I, and I'm getting the feeling it's not even on your list. Not even on my wow. list. But you know why? Wow. It's a great answer. But because it didn't come to me right then when sure. I wrote down my first 12 or whatever, I didn't even consider it. So, that was, again, that was my thing. Like, I respect that. Phenomenal entrance. I went back uh, actually earlier today and was like, oh, man, WrestleMania 30. Like, that was a great entrance. And But, again, because it didn't jump out, these are all ones right here that were the top 10. And I got, again, I got two of them out. But uh, okay. we'll talk about them later. But, yeah. yeah. So, number two and number one right now wow. is a coin flip. Uh, my number two is not even in your top 10. That's not crazy. Even your top That's 10. crazy. Again. Um, and let's see. All right. So, my number two is my top two I mean controversial which <laughs> is fine so my number two thing. is one you've already touched on okay and it's okay. uh Wrestlemania 20 again okay. we were there it's uh the oh yeah with Paul Bear I mean we I remember st- I remember specifically standing there and that he went oh yeah and you were like Paul Bear and like I was like <laughs> what and we were like I mean we were just freaking out because we that did not even it wasn't on our radar that he was going to come no. back you know so it was just hearing that MSG went insane. I again, I know that part of the reason I love it so much is because we were in the stands. But it was he had a four-year run as a biker taker, and this was a return to form, and this was what he would go on to end his career as is this guy, you know, kind of a hybrid between the, you know, biker taker versus the, the dead cowboy undertaker, you know. So uh, just that and the sheer spectacle of it, like you said, and the the, the dragon tears falling from the. From yes. the flames, just that was unintentional, but it added, yes. it made it so cool. Um, that was not supposed to happen. They put too much kerosene on those dragon, on those uh, torches. But anyway, that um, <laughs> and just Kane's reaction and all that, just all the pieces, man. It was just so amazing to be there and so amazing to witness and see again. I think to me that's that's number two apparently because I had that as one or two. So now well, number one, we'll get to in a minute. So. get that and that was some people's choices on twitter yeah. as their number one and I, I i think that's a great pick i mean it was number uh what i say number six for me it, mm-hmm. it could it could have been in the top two or three for me absolutely uh i don't know if you'll notice the new addition behind me i just got a poster to represent that right here the undertaker Ooh, and kane nice. wrestlemania 20 poster to represent us being there uh, i thought that was a cool addition here on ebay from ebay and uh, if you've been paying attention, if you've been watching the video version of the podcast, 
you will have seen a spoiler next to yeah. me for this entire episode. Just a little Easter egg for you paying attention because my number one is your number three, Travis. WrestleMania 14 is my number one Undertaker entrance. Love it. It, it was not my immediate number one. Like I said, I've been tossing them around, but going back and watching it, man, like you said, oh, Fortuna. The uh, mm. the guys doing the the, t- the druids doing the the tor- tunnel torches t- torch torch tunnel as Undertaker walks through it. Uh, he's got this ultimate robe on from this new Undertaker Ultimate Edition figure, uh, which is just spectacular. I mean, he looks like a beast walking out there with this look, and it's up to this point his most important match ever. Mm-hmm. Not a world title match, but this is his most important match ever against Kane. And uh, it sets the stage that this is going to be a grand, I've said that word a bunch, grand, spectacular, incredible, stupendous, stupendous <laughs> battle between these two guys. This is it something is. special, something unique here. Um, and it's it's one another one that just instantly comes to mind, comes to your head. And for me, that's why I ended up ranking it number one, WrestleMania right. 14. I didn't even see that spoiler in front of me, but uh, yeah, it's awesome, man. That's great. I can't fault you for that. It's a wonderful number one pick. Um, yeah, absolutely. Do you want to do the thing? Well, let's uh, let, let's let's do your number one pick first. Okay, and okay, then we'll, then we'll go to our okay. special guest interview because I'm okay. intrigued now. Yeah. Okay. Well, my number one pick is definitely gonna be controversial, and that's fine. But again, these are the top ten that I think stand out, and this one. Uh, you've already hit on it, actually. Okay. This is uh, the Survivor Series 1990, the first one. Wow. And here's why I say. Number one. It's not spectacular. It's not grandiose. It's not over top. All the things you said earlier. But it sets the stage. You know 
when has there ever been a character that from the second he walks out, the crowd is ter- – those children were scared, actually scared in the audience. Like that is just – there's no other entrance. No other wrestler has ever made their first ever entrance and had that kind of an impact on night one. I, I will take that to the grave with me. That is – so for that reason – right there and we would have had none of these other entrances if it weren't for that entrance sure he didn't come out of an egg he was <laughs> you know he was the undertaker um you know now looking in hindsight would i rather have had paul bearer there than brother love yeah but that wasn't the story at the time but like you know that entrance you just knew again he was he was green into the character this was night one but it set the stage for what we would why we're here 200 episodes you know uh later so to me, that was and that's the number one one because it. To me, it has to be. It's the first one uh, made the most impact and literally terrified children in the audience. Everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. So without further ado, I'll introduce to you now my mystery partner, led to the ring by his manager, Brother Love, weighing in at three hundred and twenty pounds from Death Valley. I give you the Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker, the mystery partner, is now revealed. I never heard of it. Oh, take oh. a look. Look at the size of that ham hawk. Check out them drumsticks, baby. 320 pounds looks to be 6'9", 6'10", somewhere in that neighborhood, Rod. 6'10", I don't know, it's hard to tell from here. Great argument, and, and I respect that. I understand it. Man, so, so Survivor Series 1990 is your number one. WrestleMania 14 is my number one. I imagine a lot of people listening to this are in shock, screaming at their uh, phones, at their in their headphones, like, how did you not have this? How did you not have that? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, wow. I, I, and that's just that just goes to show you how iconic and memorable his entrances are. That you mm-hmm. can have lists that are that different and that far apart. And uh, people listening are going to have lists that are that different and that far apart. Very cool, yeah. man. Yeah, and like I said, those my number one and two were kind of a coin flip until right now. But again, I think I put them in that order because two, you wouldn't have two without one. So mm. two was a Good two point. was a return return to the dead man. One was the birth of the dead man. So. I like it. They go hand in hand. Uh, well, you alluded to it, Travis, we, and we talked about it at the top of the show. We actually have a special guest interview that we're going to play for you all listening right now with someone who was a part of your number three entrance, my number one Undertaker entrance of all time. And this is not why I ranked it number one, but uh, no, it's kind of yeah. cool that it uh, worked out this way. Uh, this is a guy uh, named Ralph Um and he was uh, referred to us, if you will, by a friend of the show, Tommy on the spot. Watch along, Tommy. Uh, he reached out to me and said he knew somebody who was a part of one of the Undertaker's most iconic entrances at WrestleMania 14, who was one of the Druids. So we're going to speak to one of the Druids here, folks. And a uh, guy who was on the scene for this iconic entrance to tell us what it was like to be there uh, in the Boston Garden on that special night to hold one of the torches.
matches, to stand across from the Undertaker, even to go and hang out with Undertaker after the show that night. Uh, so listen to this, folks, and then we're going to come back here and uh, hit some closing notes, hit some of your Twitter comments and uh, some of the honorable mentions and things we left out uh, for this match. So uh, check out this interview and then we will be right back. All right, so Travis and I, we have a very special guest here on this episode of Talking Taker. He is a uh, friend of one of our friends of the show, Tommy. Uh, you guys watch along, Tommy. You've heard him come on our show a few times and talk about The Undertaker. Well, he heard we were talking about Undertaker entrances, and he said, I got a guy who you might want to talk to who knows a thing about being a part of one of the Undertaker's most mm. legendary entrances. So please welcome to the show Ralph Squalanti, who just so happened to be one of the Druids at WrestleMania 14. Ralph, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. Guys, nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh... Thank you for being here, man. What a surprise. We had no idea when we set out to do this episode that we were going to get one of the Druids on the show. That's awesome. Surely you can't be serious. <laughs> we had no idea. We had no idea. So uh, wow. t tell us, um, th this happened 24 years ago, so 1998. Um, how did this come to be? Like, how, did, how does this opportunity come to somebody? I began wrestling a little late in my life, but um, I went up to Kilikowalski's nice. and... Uh, I'm sure you guys remember Killer Kowalski. Yeah. Of course, of course. Um, Walter was a great guy. And um, <clears throat> there happened to be a couple other students. I couldn't afford a school, so there were a couple other students that teamed up with me, and we went over to work with, uh, uh, rest in peace, Tony Rumble, the original Boston bad boy. And uh, Tony was uh, uh, one of those guys who just um, – if you had heart for the business, he would give you a chance. Back then, they were looking for monsters. Right. I, uh, I'm the same height as Rey Mysterio, but uh, <laughs> I, oh, yeah. So, Tony gave me a chance, and I trained, and I trained with Kowalski. Um, he put up some money, helped me out, put me on a few shows. One day, um, it was a, a show that I had. I had actually my fir very first match. I wrestled King Kong Bundy. Really? And, wow. Uh, wow! Another former Undertaker opponent. Uh, yeah. Great guy. Great guy. I, I really wish he was still around. God rest his soul. He was a fantastic person. But oh yeah, uh, we were all invited because Tony Rumble was 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 bringing together something called the Brotherhood, and. Uh, we were invited to Boston Garden through McMahon and through Kowalski, and they were scouting talent. Uh, a few of the guys did some dark matches, and at that time, the following the, the previous month, we were asked to go to WrestleMania. So, would you like to come hang out and back in WrestleMania, check it all out? And of course, <laughs> of I course. jumped at the chance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. No way, I was saying no. Right. I went to one, two, and three. I was dying to go to this. So. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. We got, great. We, it was it was fantastic. So great. you've been a fan, like, 
your whole life, pretty much. Forever. Oh, yeah. Back when I'm so old. I mean, Bob Backlund was – Bruno San Martino was champion back then. Oh, yeah, man. That's awesome. First awesome. triple champion. First, yeah, uh, triple threat champion was Pedro Morales. Of course. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Had a blast watching those guys. I mean, every Saturday morning. So we were invited back there, and um, there was a group of us just hanging out in the hallways. Now – of course, we don't get a, a, a lock at the shares locker room or we don't right. get to, you know, hang out certain areas. So we have to like kind of standing room in the hall or we, we find something to sit on and hang out. And uh, some of the wrestlers would just walk by us. Some would stop, say, hey, guys, introduce themselves. And uh, Vince was doing a um, uh, uh, coming up with a different type of of. Uh, entrance and he asked some of us you know would you like to become druids this is how it's going to work out so we gave us the whole layout and then they gave us these these um overalls and and these um uh robes to wear the the cloaks or whatever hoods and the cloaks yeah Yeah, so they're like this is what we're going to do we're all going to line up you guys are going to walk out now me being the shortest guy of them all (laughs) I'm like, really? Are you serious? Do I have to wear like stilts? Because I'm just not. <laughs> I said, you're, you're a, don't worry, kid. You're going to be okay. Just do as they tell you to. Right. Now, are you like freaking out about this? Or are you just like trying to trying to play it cool? Does this, I, I, do you, what's going through your head when he comes I, up to you and says that? I had absolutely no clue. I'm like, oh my God, I'm blowing my mind because I'm not a wrestler yet. I'm still green. <clears throat> I just had my first match, um, and I mean there were other people there, but he, they, he just grabbed people. Just okay, you, 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 you. Matter of fact, one druid, you're gonna flip out on this one. One of the druids was John Moxley. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> I had no oh. idea he was even anybody. He had, he had pink hair back then. Yeah! Wow. <laughs> really disgusting. So all of us guys were like, "Yeah, we'll get him." Yeah, sure. I bet back then, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Two of the druids were also, um, I think, one of the meanest, uh, rottenest, greatest NWA tag team was uh, Knuckles Nelson and Eric Sprasia. Like okay. Intensity, Eric Sprasia. Good people, and um, they were on like back when uh, they had. Um, Saturday night, not main event, but the um, the other like house shows they used to have. Sure. And uh, so they were druids, and we all followed out. Now I'm pr- practically like wet in my pants because I had no <laughs> clue what's going on. I, this yeah. Is the first thing I've ever done. But that's okay because yeah. you got that big black robe on. You can, you can crap your yeah. pants or whatever. <laughs> I got away with it. Yeah. So I'm holding my – so they, they, they send us out, and I'm like the second to last guy next to the cameraman. So I'm over to the right. Now we're supposed to hold the torches straight up. And I'm like, all right, okay. Now I'm starting to shake. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I'm not paying attention. His music hits. I'm looking around, and I'm still amazed. He comes – this close to me and walks right by me. I didn't even know it was him. Oh, Thank wow. God the robe was like over my head because I, I, I couldn't even see. It was so big and floppy over oh, me. Then. It was like, yeah. it was like this. Yeah. And that's all I could see. <laughs> so I as he that. walked out, all I saw was the backside of him. 
but um, we all, you know, his his music hits. He stands. He does the gestures, and all of us. I mean, the rest of the boys are just hanging out, and it was like nothing to them. Me, oh sure. I thought, you know, I was a nobody. I actually got picked. Yeah. And um, I kind of marked out, which something I shouldn't have did, but I didn't care. I mean, how could you uh, not? Yeah. How could you not? Your lifelong yeah. fan getting to be a part of WrestleMania not. and like do something like that. Yeah, for Wonderful. sure. But, um, yeah, so we, they, we all, you know, did our circle thing after he hit the ring. We all circled back and back into the dress room. Wow. Got off the ropes. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I just did. No, no, I'm freaking out. I'm like, man, I'm like 24 years old. I was like, oh, my God. So. Uh, uh, and there was no have... no rehearsal. You just did it live the first yeah, time? Well, there was a rehearsal, but it was with different people, less people. Okay. okay. And it was, he's like, guys, this is meaningless. All you got to do is just go out in a straight line. It's not that hot. You don't need direction. I'm like, gotcha. Whatever. Nowadays, they probably rehearse it 14 times for Yeah, they, they have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just crazy, man. It was a wild west back then. It was, I mean, it was <laughs> off the chain back then. It was, yeah. But um, we got back into the locker room. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, uh, I, I'm beside myself because I really don't know. I don't want to mark out. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be a tough guy. I, I don't. So I'm, I'm like, I don't know what I didn't know what to do, so I just sat there and um, <laughs> he came over after the match. Triple H came over because I knew Triple H in New China. I trained with them, Bastion sure, Booker, yeah, Kowalski yeah. school. Yeah. So, uh, you did good, kid. And I was like, wow, that was awesome. He was like thanking all of us. So he's mixing it up with the other boys, and I I really wasn't one for conversation because. I didn't want to say the wrong thing, so I kept my mouth shut. So we watched the rest of the show. Mick Foley and and Stone Cold are in the uh, in the corner. They're talking, shooting shit with other wrestlers. Scotty Too Hotty was there, and just whatever. <laughs> and uh, they're they're throwing back beers, no problem. Oh sure. Like, yeah, have a beer, have a beer. And he was drinking Coors Light. Like, oh, stuff's gross, but. Um, <laughs> We were all drinking beers, and my mouth, I don't know how, I could have drank a case, and my mouth still would have been dry. I was so nervous. <laughs> I mean, I've never, ever been, you know, in front of a celebrity. I have a brush with greatness like that. So Yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah, I mean so we nice. we met him at an autograph signing for just you know a few seconds, and we were it was the same thing. Like I mm-hmm. could, could barely speak. You know, exactly. Yeah. 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 That was my meeting with Flair. Same thing. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't even say hi to Flair. <laughs> I, I was like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> I, like it's it's really it it was the greatest honor and privilege of my life, and I was, you know, I never thought of you know a greenhorn like me ever even getting the chance of doing something that big. Right. And um, you know, ever since then, it's been I, I've been. You know, it was like it had to have been the greatest moment. And that's awesome. Some people won't believe me, but those people that were with me are the ones that believe me and sure. they'll vouch for me. But it was, ah, uh, it was like, I mean, once in a lifetime. Like, you know, how many really people can really, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, you know, young kid had no idea what was going on. It. 
I really, I wish I could do it again. Sure. Now, oh, yeah. um, can can we pick you out if we go back and watch it? Is there can can we see which one you are? You'll see a backstage. I mean, I, I mean a, a shot from the back. Okay. The cameraman standing to my left. I am the last one on the right. A second, okay. the last one on the right. All right. And okay. <clears throat> um, you can tell if you look. And it's not hard. You can see everybody's this tall, and I'm <laughs> that's it. That's what we need to look for. <laughs> now, I feel you, man. Um, yeah. You and I talked on the phone uh, earlier today, and, and you were telling me uh, a little story about going out after the show. And uh, oh, you really want to talk about? I, that, I, huh? I said we try to keep things PG on here, so I don't know if you could do a or a PG thirteen uh, version of, of the story after the show. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we can air. <laughs> going back that many years ago uh taker was wild and crazy guy there was nothing that he didn't do or want to do or he can do whatever he wanted to do it didn't matter nobody was going to say no to him right so one of the guys that we were with one of the boys had a tour bus and he said we're going down he says next show's in in rhode island he says guys why don't you drop me off rhode island i could use the ride so we took him, Scotty came with us, um, and we went to a local strip club, which I had no idea we were going to stop off. I thought it was just a hotel party and hang out. So we went to a, a strip club, and it, it, the name eludes me, but if I get Club Fantasies, that's it. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I remember because there was this girl, I can't tell you that. <laughs> We got it. We got it. Yeah. So we went there and, and we all went in and we were like treated like royalty because there was like a gang of us. You think it was like a bachelor party because like right. 20 guys all, you know, storm in at once. So uh, we all sat down, grabbed our beers, hanging out. He was recognized right away. Sure. Uh, oh, what can I get for you, Mr. Take? Can I do this? Can I do that? So... All the girls started crowding, crowding around him. And there's this big round floor where we were at. This was before this place changed. It's at a new destination now. But all the girls jumped around him. And, uh, you know, they, they had to kiss him, shake his hand, take pictures with him, rub their boobs on him. And uh, they took care of us. There was an upstairs lounge. He said, come on, guys, we're going upstairs. Going upstairs. Private lap dances. He was tossing 20s and 50s. Not a problem. Having a good old time. I mean, smile. Never ran away from his face. And uh, <laughs> the girls were all over him. There was like a girl on each leg. Uh, one with giant chest. And of course. Face. Yes. Um, and we were like overwhelmed. Me being a newbie with a couple other guys that were with me. Um, we had, again, probably the first and only greatest time at a strip club that a guy could ever have. <laughs> and he was absolutely fantastic to everybody. He treated everybody with respect. And, wow. you know, coming from like most of the wrestlers I've met and whatever they say about it, whatever you hear about it, most of them, if they say, yeah, that guy was a jerk. Well, he really is a jerk. But even though... Taker had all the fame and, and the money and everything. He still knew where he came from and he treated everybody with respect. And 
had nothing but like, you know, uh, uh, companionship with everybody. We treated everybody equal. Nobody was better than anyone else. That's and why I think that's a cool story is because he didn't really know you nice. from Adam and there he was, you know, taking care of you uh, on this mm-hmm. night and, and, and making sure you had an awesome time. And I, I, that yeah. is, that's what makes that story awesome. That's Mark so Calloway being a gentleman. Yeah, exactly. So that's awesome. Really, really. We, we heard stories about how um, he was up and coming in AWA where he went to NWA, WCW. We heard about uh, Dan Spivey and and his habits and the kind of women he liked to go out with. And uh, (laughs) he was phenomenal. I mean, the stories, you could sit for hours with him and you would never, ever be tired of listening to the story. It's not like an old man who tells the same story over and over again, just adds a little bit to it each time. Right. He's got a different story for every day. And I mean, this guy is like... uh, he had to be one of the greatest. And to shake his hand, I am not a big man, but I shook his hand and his whole hand engulfed mine. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. There were times where I just wanted to, like, hold his hand and go, oh, let's go hang out. You know, I'm so excited. And I couldn't say, let's take a picture together. So right. I, you couldn't do that back know, then. No. I would have loved to have taken a picture, but – um. You got the I would memories, love to man. Meet him again. I haven't even, I haven't seen him since since then. Yeah, well, that would be cool if you could, and you know, tell him that story, and, and you know, well, see if he, up. yeah, 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 that's awesome. Well, yeah. Ralph, it's been uh, an honor to have you tell yeah, that dude. story. Um, is there a place anywhere, any social media, anything you want to plug, or any place I'm people can connect with you? Diet, um, I'm just on Facebook. All right, you know. I my wrestling pictures are up there from way back in the day. Cool. I worked Disco Inferno a thousand oh, years ago. And, love Disco. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I love Disco. That's another I character right there. That's that a, be, I love Disco. That could be a whole yeah. other podcast. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. yeah. He, he is. Ralph, thank you so much for joining us, man. What a cool, unique story, yeah. and uh, I know our listeners are gonna love uh, hearing all this, man. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Same here, and thank you very much. This is. Uh, been a, a learning experience because I'm not good with this stuff. I usually do everything by camera, but this was you fun. Did great, this was really fun. No, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll like I said, the episode will come out on Sunday, so I'll send you the link to it uh, in case you want to check it out. So absolutely, and do me a favor, say hi to uh, Tommy on the spot for me. I will, I will, will. absolutely, thank, man. Thank you very much for this. All right, thanks a lot. To, thank uh, you, Ralph. Thank Take you, her guys. easy, buddy. Take her easy. Good night. <laughs> All right, yeah, folks. we're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> Thanks, Ralph, for joining us. Man, I Tommy reached out to me yesterday. I didn't know what to expect. What an incredible story. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> once Thanks in for a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, literally once in a lifetime for him. And yeah, so, so cool. Good. What a unique experience. Uh, and I'm so glad we got to share that here on Talking Taker. That's what it's all about. You always ask, Travis, if you were at the show. Ralph was at the show. And he's got there a story go. to tell about it. Um before we close things out, though, let's just talk about some of the matches that did not make our top ten list that uh, were, were close to coming on there for us. Yeah, I want to throw out some that were just spectacular entrances, but they weren't for a match as well. So yeah, let's talk we'll about those that. two because I definitely considered them. I wouldn't have had a problem if you put them in there. What do you want to start with? 
Uh, I'm thinking yes. uh, Royal Rumble 2006 as he comes out uh, Thank you. with the horses. The horses, <laughs> dude. Yeah. You kidding me? Yeah. Comes out with the horses on a chariot. It's yeah. insane. So good. But again, it wasn't a match entrance, you know? So I, that was that was one of the – I had these 10, had that written down, then I had this next one, which is Survivor Series 2005. Yep. Um, comes out, dude, kicking out of a flaming casket. Are you it's freaking so good. kidding me? It's one of the greatest entrances ever. But again, because it wasn't from a match, I took it off my list. So – those two really stand out to me. Obviously, the introduction of the biker taker at Backlash, uh, or Judgment the Day. Judgment Day, Judgment, Judgment, Day, Judgment Day, two thousand. That yeah, was I said Backlash earlier. That's what I meant. That was in Judgment my top Day. ten until this morning. I actually yeah. bumped it out for, for something else. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I did. Well, have again, that one it wasn't there. a match, but yeah, yeah right. so good. You know, um, he just comes out kicking butt on DS. Yeah. It just He's got all his tombstone on yeah. everybody. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so good. Um, I think uh, a surprising one that I saw a lot of people talk about, uh, which I went back and watched, it is great, but uh, I've forgotten about it, was SummerSlam 94, uh, where he's facing off against the under faker, but Paul Bear pushes a casket out to the ring. He opens the casket. The giant urn is in the casket. He takes the urn out. It's got the spotlight in the urn, and Mm -hmm. Taker finally returns. It is great, but uh, that one did not come to mind, but a lot of people mentioned it. Yeah. Well, because it didn't jump out to me, I didn't, you know, think about it. But yeah, it is a, it is a good one. It is a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of some spectacular ones with him and Kane. Uh, well, just seeing them. Uh, well, more their exits are kind of cooler together, actually, not their entrances. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Survivor Series 2015, when they face the White yeah, family, the is cool because there's got like a giant casket with a video screen mm-hmm. hitting some highlights of Taker's career out there. Um, WrestleMania 34 is a great one that almost made my list where he seen as walking up the ramp and he that, thinks he's not going to face Taker, but then Taker's robe there. and jacket yeah. appear in the ring, mm. lightning strikes them. And that's a good one. And that was his return. We hadn't seen him in a year, you know? So yeah, that was a big deal. And you were there for that. So I'm honestly thought that might've been on your list. Well, I'm surprised Mania 27 was not on your list because it was almost on mine. Yeah, we were there for that one. So yeah. and it was so good. And uh, Johnny Cash song. Johnny Cash, yeah. But I yeah. think just because these other ones, man, they just they just turned out more. You know, they sound more iconic. But it is a great entrance. Did Survivor Series 2020 ever come into play for you? Because that was close to making mine with the Tesla coils and the and the, his, his you know his grand finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was on here. Uh, well, it was. If I had written down 13, that would have been the 13th one. It was okay. like, I was like, ah, I'm on, ah, again, you know, it wasn't uh, a match, though. It's not so a match. I, There's I took no it fans off. That's there. Why, yeah. So I took it off. Um, well, interestingly, I looked at the uh, WWE's YouTube channel. They have a top 10 Undertaker entrances that came out in 2020. So it yeah. came out after he retired. Um, let me read those off real quick because it's very, very different than ours. Yeah. Uh, number 10 for them was Royal Rumble 98. Which is, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't understand that one. That's not a spectacular entrance, in my opinion. Uh, Mania Twenty One, uh, which is him kind of like gliding, levitating toward the, the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. SummerSlam Ninety Two on commentary, so it's like uh, kind of takes away from it. Uh, Unforgiven Two Thousand Seven. Do you remember that one? No. Yeah, I didn't either. But it is him 
he'd been out for a while and he comes back against Mark Henry and uh, it is pretty spectacular. There's some big flaming uh, XTs that, oh, yeah, that light X. on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a pretty good entrance. Uh, Mania 19, Mania 14, Mania 29. Their number three is Royal Rumble 06, which you just mentioned. Survivor Series 96 is their number two. And then Survivor Series 05, which you just mentioned. So uh, two that and we did not rank. Survivor Series 05, dude, he's got a beard when he comes out and he looks awesome. That is cool. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Let me read some Twitter followers. Uh, let me kind of blow through these because we've mentioned a lot of them. But I want to uh, share just how what a wide variety of responses we got. Uh, Drew Carfrey, who we heard from last month mm-hmm. on the Thank You Taker episode, said WrestleMania 20, Return of the Dead Man, Paul Bear's iconic voice, Chef's Kiss. Uh, mm. Princeton John, who, of course, we heard from last month, said SummerSlam 94, still gives me the goosebumps. Uh, Jamar at Jams90KD said favorite Undertaker entrance was WrestleMania 14. First time we saw the Druids with the flaming torches in O Fortuna. Uh, Simon at Simon THFC 9983 uh, has a gif of WrestleMania 29 said seeing this live was pretty special oh, great yeah. match that followed it as well uh, Xavier on, Woods is one of those guys down there I knew I, I, it's like there, I know there's some guys on the roster yeah, that were there some about NXT that. guys yeah. it's his first WrestleMania <laughs> uh, watch along Tommy of course uh, we just mentioned him friend of the show this is a cool one that he brought up that I did not think of Madison Square Garden, 2009, the Raw before Survivor Series, 2009. This was Jared's show? Yes, DX, John Cena, and he's got the Druids come out. He walks through like the old school MSG entrance. It's a a very cool entrance. That Um, is a cool one. uh, The Procrasta Writer said uh, John Cena. WrestleMania 34 up against him purely for the story buildup and payoff. And then the gleeful squashing was just so good. Yes. Young Kings wrestling said WrestleMania 20, which we both said down undertaker, uh, guest on our show last month. Thank you. Taker episode, uh, back at the under back as the undertaker at WrestleMania after being the rest American badass was so great. So he's saying WrestleMania 20, Having Paul Bear bring him back made it even more epic. Uh, collecting Dead Man, friend of the show, brought up one that we did not bring up, which is one of his favorites, WrestleMania 15, because we get that spiked ministry cloak, the Amish taker goatee. He's a huge ministry fan, so uh, I understand yeah, I that. Just not so. It's a good entrance. It's a, oh, it's a, it's it a good look. I'm saying I'm not a ministry, yeah, right, right. Taker fan. We're not huge ministry guys. He's heavy there too. Heavyweight. Heavyweight champion. Shelby Scotcha said WrestleMania 14 and WrestleMania 20. The gear and spectacle of WrestleMania 14 and coming back as the dead man at Mania 20 was also amazing. So I think those are pretty consensus top three mm-hmm. picks for everybody. Uh, and then Randy Turco. Let me end with this because <laughs> you got to go check it out on Twitter. Say. you got to go with the images here. But he says... <laughs> Late to the party, but uh, remember in Full House when Uncle Jesse was kicked out of Jesse and the Rippers, so he went solo and became Vulture? Yeah, that was the entrance from Survivor Series 1996. And the picture he posts is spot on. Spot it is. On. I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what he's talking about. I almost sang uh, John Stamos' song in my show last week. Excuse me? Uh, from Full House. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. I thought about covering that. 
And then he says, thank you, brother. That was insane. Big fan of Taker using his Mattel hoverboard to get to the ring at WrestleMania 21. Mm -hmm. The picture of uh, Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Randy always bringing the heat. Always good. Um, So there you go, man. That is Undertaker's greatest entrances, man. We've covered way more than 10 of them, but that's our top 10. That's the fans story that's the fans votes for them uh but we definitely love to hear more we'd love to hear more of your feedback what'd you think of our personal top 10 list man um anything else you want to add to that travis oh no man i don't think we can add anything else i don't uh, think there's much you... else to add nope so uh yeah that's good we appreciate you guys coming in there and saying all that and participating and uh yeah let us know what you think of ours again they're our personal ones don't be too mean but uh you know, tell us what you think. Of course. Uh, you can do that on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Talking Taker. Be sure to give us a follow and a like. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, wherever you listen, wherever you watch. For sure, check out the YouTube channel because we post the full video versions of these podcasts every month. Uh, we come out on the first of every month now, but we've got 200 episodes worth back in the archives. So be sure to check that out. But I am posting some... Uh, Uh, figure unboxings as I'm adding to the Undertaker figure collection. Uh, You disappeared. Oh, oh, I disappeared. Yeah, (laughs) I can hear you, but I can't see you. I wonder if they can see you. There we go. There you are. All right. (laughs) So definitely watch the videos because I definitely am doing great with the videos here. But uh, (laughs) I think you can see me for most of it. (laughs) You Um, can't see me. But yeah, we got videos coming out every week, trying to do every week on the YouTube channel. So supplementing the podcast, please give us a subscription over there and check us out. And then a couple other notes, but but I want to do this. um, uh, It's a long thing, but I'm going to try to to hit the highlights of it. But Princeton John, friend of the show, before we finish out here, Princeton John 2 on Twitter, he went to WrestleMania this year and he went to the Hall of Fame. So he did oh, wow. give us a uh, on-the-scene report and uh, it's a great, great uh, analysis of everything. Let me see if I can hit the highlights here as we close things out here. He had never been to a wrestling show live and in person before. This was his first what? time as a fan. Wow. Um, so uh, he drove over, saw all the fans, had his Undertaker shirt on, uh, said his wife went with him, and she was bored at SmackDown most of the night, uh, but she immediately had crushes on Finn Balor, Ricochet, the Usos, and Roman Reigns, so she was into it Join from the that club. point on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And he said TV did not do justice to how loud the arena was when Undertaker came out. So much louder than what you heard. Everyone loved him, and it was an incredible experience. Awesome. So he went to both nights of WrestleMania as well. Um, It was a packed house. He had floor seats, so not too far from the room. Wow. Dude, if you're going to go to your first show, that's the way to do it. Yeah, you can go hard, man. Loudest pops were Stone Cold and Undertaker, Bianca Belair, and Cody Rhodes. Uh, incredible right there. And then on night two, well, before night two, he got to go to one of the meet and greets with the Dead Man. So he got to meet oh, the awesome. Undertaker and shake his wow. hand. Um, he had... Uh, Tell him take her easy. I don't, I don't think he did that, <laughs> but um, they waited in line. Um he it was he's talked about they were trying to rush everybody through these pictures 
but he he really um, was all about getting that photo with Taker, and um, I think they had some issues with the timing of it, but they had a guy working there that was really nice to them and made sure they got in the right place, in the right line, made it just in time. He says he was super shy, but he shook Taker's hand and said, it is an honor to meet you. Uh, I've been a fan since I was a little kid. And he says, you don't know, understand how big Taker is until you meet him in person. True. <laughs> but he was super nice. Uh, he said his wife was like standing off to the side because the ticket was really only for one person to get a picture. But Taker said, no, bring her over. Come on, she can be right, in the picture. Awesome. Uh, and she ran over there. Took the pictures, shook his hand, said thank you for everything, and they walked out. And he said he just had to take a few minutes to, to breathe <laughs> after that moment. But yeah, it was awesome. totally worth it. Um, they composed ourselves, and then there was like a video booth where you could send a video message uh, thanking The Undertaker to him. So uh, that's pretty neat. I never heard anything wow, like that that's before. Awesome. Uh, then they went through the Undertaker graveyard exhibit at the Access. Uh, event, which is very, very cool. Uh, we've mm -hmm. done that a few times, um, so everyone should check that out whenever they get a chance. They got to see the statue um, and all that good stuff. And yeah, said uh, night two was amazing as well. And uh, this had to be a top three weekend of his entire life right here. So he shared the pictures, all that good stuff. Thank you, Princeton John. Love yeah. that on-the-scene report, and I'm so happy for you, man. That's so freaking exciting. Oh, yeah, that's super exciting. That's what we would wish we could have done those things. That's awesome, yeah. man. Thanks for going and giving us that report, man. That's phenomenal. That's Glad so cool. one of our listeners could be there. Travis, you and I will be there. At the SummerSlam this year. We will year. be at the SummerSlam. How about that? Hey, man. It is in Nashville, Tennessee, which is a four and a half hour drive for me. We'll figure out how you're getting there. You can come ride with us or whatever, man. With me and you and three of my buddies from here in Kingsport are going. We got the cheap seats. So it's going to be great, man. I can't wait. Um, honestly, I, it wasn't even about spending a bunch of money to go and do it hard like Prince and John just did. I wish I could do that. But <laughs> it's just about going and just saying that we've been. Uh, you and I haven't been to a show together in a long time, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And then my buddies up here are going to have a lot of fun. Some of them don't even care about wrestling. They're going to go anyway because they're going to have a blast. I told them they're going to have fun. So it's going to be great, you know. We're going to have a good time at Titans Stadium. I've never, I live in Nashville five years and never went in a Titans game. But I'm going to a Titans game for SummerSlam. I'm That's right. Titans Stadium for SummerSlam. So, yeah, excited. It's on a Saturday night, which is great. So, yeah, can't wait for that. We will give you guys our on the scene reporting from that night absolutely and uh if you're going to SummerSlam too let us know maybe we can meet up or, or see you somewhere and, and uh see you at the concession stand or something like that figure something out that'd be cool if there's any listeners out there going to the SummerSlam. uh travis you got anything to plug i believe you got some new music that might be coming out by the end of the yeah. month yeah as of this recording i just heard my new songs i recorded last month today and so um we should have a release date of May 13th, hopefully. That's preliminary. Uh, so hopefully by the time you hear this, we'll have a new uh, little EP, two new songs. Well, one brand new song, one song I dusted off from about 20 years ago and brought it Pretty out. Cool. And then two uh, kind of remakes of songs I've done in the past. But right. this one's a different project for me. It's got some female voices on it. So check it out and see what you think. Tell me what you think. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate you guys listening. And where can people find all that? Spotify, Apple Music, uh everything uh right. what else is there amazon music youtube youtube youtube.com slash travis white i'll have them on there uh my instagram is at travis white music i just do strictly music 
on there. So anyway, yeah, check it out. Uh, hopefully May 13th it'll be streaming. It's called Sirens. Can't wait. Sirens. I'm excited to hear it. Uh, we will plug that and hope everybody checks that out. Uh, once again, subscribe to our podcast. We will see you guys on June 1st with our next episode. Topic to be announced. Uh, maybe to be voted on. I don't know. We'll see. We'll uh, we'll figure out what we'll talk about on June 1st. Something digging up the dead man. Uh, but one last thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to everyone who participated in the Thank You Taker episode. That was so yeah, special last cool. month. So very cool. Uh, what a great experience. And thanks to everyone who's been around and helped us get to two hundred yeah. episodes and counting um and uh, just what a special milestone i definitely who would have ever thought we'd committed to it and kept around and hung around this long uh, most podcasts don't make it this far and it's not just because you and i have a blast doing it it's because you the listeners have supported us and liked us and interacted with us and been there along for the ride whether it's for one episode or all 200 episodes so thank you to each and every one of you uh the ones that comment the ones that just listen the ones that lurk uh we heard from people that 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 wrote in and, and seen in videos last week I'd never heard of before. I didn't even know they were listeners, so that's cool. So I know there's more of you out there. Um, just very, very special thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And uh, we're going to keep it going, uh, even with The Undertaker competing against us now. <laughs> <laughs> Competition, you know, produces greatness. So maybe we'll just keep improving. We'll see. Yeah. Well, anyway, man, you guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for joining us for this long one. As we, you know what, this is kind of like one of his entrances. It's really long, <laughs> but it's full of great stuff, you know. So, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the the, uh, the breaking news at the beginning, and then this the random interview we had in the middle. It's awesome, and we're, we're so glad to have Ralph on here. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let us know what you thought about this and what your favorite entrances, and we will see you next month. Stay safe out there, and most importantly, take her easy. Doesn't look like he's having a good time. You think he'd steal the gold out of your truck? There's only supposed to be four members on a team. This guy makes four and a half, maybe five. Let, look at them eyes. We need a little nine-nine time there, now. Hey, Buckaroo, yeah, look at him. Yeah, he doesn't look friendly at all. Nasty, nasty look. Yeah.